0: We are continuing our study of Galatians chapter 5 here on the Radio Bible Course, and we invite you to open your Bibles to chapter 5. Paul is writing about the liberty of the Christian. He's concerned that the Galatians are forsaking the freedom which Christ purchased for them. So he begins with verse 1 of chapter 5, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Now I, Paul, say to you that if you received circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is bound to keep the whole law. The reason the Galatians were considering receiving circumcision is because the Jews had convinced them that that was the way to be more righteous in God's sight. Which meant what? It meant that believing in Christ was not enough to make you righteous. Now that's insulting. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to whom God had committed everything, and who filled Jesus Christ with his Spirit without measure, did not do enough on the cross to save us completely? Of course he did. The Galatians were misled. They were tricked, they were deceived into thinking that something from the Old Testament law could add to their salvation. And so Paul said, I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is bound to keep the whole law. You can't just go back there and be circumcised to be more righteous. You have to do everything that the law says. More than 600 laws in the Old Testament must be kept if you are going to be righteous by the law. Now, if you don't want to be righteous by the law, there's another way to be righteous, and that's through faith. That's the way Abraham became righteous. He believed God, and God justified him, which means he declared Abraham righteous forever. For what? For believing God. David himself knew about this righteousness, the righteousness apart from works. Listen to how Paul describes David's faith in Romans chapter 4 just as David also speaks of the blessing upon the man to whom God reckons righteousness apart from works. And he quotes David from Psalm 32, 1 and 2, which reads, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. Now Paul said, This passage means that God reckons righteousness apart from works. And what he quotes is an expression of David who is blessed. Blessed through faith. Now, if something comes apart from works, it must come another way, and obviously the answer is it came to David through faith. The law of the Old Testament was demanding. Blessing depended upon obedience to the law. And God, who gave the law, sets the rules for his people under law. And here is the rule. A quotation from Deuteronomy 27:26, And Paul quotes it in Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law, and do them. Now think of it. The person who relies on one law to get God's approval becomes a debtor to the whole law, and he cannot escape. If he chooses a single law as the standard to get God's approval and his acceptance before God, then he must keep all of the law. That's what God has declared, and God doesn't change as far as that law is concerned. Men ask, If we are not under the Old Testament law, how can we bring glory to God? Don't we have to keep laws in order to glorify Him? Well, Paul answers this in Romans chapter 7, verse 6. He writes, But now we are discharged from the law dead to that which held us captive, so that we serve not under the old written code, but in the new life of the Spirit. But notice, we do serve. You're discharged from the law. You're treated as though you are a dead person as far as the law is concerned, and the law can't do anything to a dead person. And the result is so that we don't serve the old written code anymore because we're dead to it, but we do serve in the new life of the Spirit. Now, who in the world will ever contend that the old written code is better than the new life in the Spirit. Who would ever dare to disagree with what Paul has written here in Romans chapter 7, verse 6? Who wants to serve under the old written code which brought death? And it was a dispensation of condemnation according to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Who would want to serve under the old written code when he can serve under the new life of the Spirit? You see, the new life in the Spirit is eternal. And it depends upon the Spirit's power, not ours. We get new life from the Spirit. We are born again from above. And that is eternal, and it's God's work. Salvation is by grace through faith. God does the saving. Now, we'll learn a little more about this matter of serving Christ later in Galatians chapter 5. But now let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 4. Paul writes, You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. Can a Christian fall from grace? Of course he can. The Galatians did. They were believers, and they fell away from grace. Therefore, Christians can fall from grace. But please notice that the verse relates a fall from grace to improving one's righteousness. It has nothing to do with immorality or practicing evil. Falling from grace is really concerned... With trying to be better. Now there are editors and headline writers in our newspapers and magazines who do not understand the expression fall from grace. So they apply it to evangelists who have committed immorality. And we have a number of those in Louisiana, as you know. They say that these evangelists fell from grace. Oh, they didn't fall from grace. They fell into sin. It has nothing to do with grace, and the context here demands that we define falling from grace in keeping with what Paul is talking about, and he's talking about Christians trying to be better, trying to keep laws in order to win approval with God. This has nothing to do with evil or immorality. The Galatians were trying to be better in the sight of God, and that's why they fell from grace any time you try to improve yourself after believing in Jesus Christ, you have fallen from grace. Now, secondly, by seeking justification by the law after being justified by grace through faith, they were severed from Christ. How? That means cut off. But how? They were cut off in respect to the benefits or advantages mentioned in verse 2. Paul said, If you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. Now, this is a single subject here. Stick to the law of the context if you want to interpret this passage correctly. Paul is teaching Christians that grace needs no help. We are saved by grace and then are given a grace way of living in contrast to living by law. Grace living is a higher standard than law living. Because under grace, we depend upon the Spirit. If you live under law, then you depend upon yourself. Now, I said, living by grace is a higher standard than living by law. And when you first believed in Jesus Christ, God set you on that higher plane. When you become convinced that that's not good enough, that is faith in Christ alone is not good enough to please God, then you turn to the law, you fall from the higher standard to the lower standard, and that's what falling from grace is. That means you're trying to improve yourself by self-righteousness instead of depending on Christ alone. The Greek text here in verse 4 reads, You fell from the grace... Not grace in general, such as grace that saves us, but specifically the grace system under which believers are to live. Just as the law was a way of life in the Old Testament for the Israelites, so grace today is a way of life for believers under the new covenant. Paul taught this in Romans chapter 6, verse 14. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. When a person falls from grace, he is very much like an unbeliever who also seeks to be righteous by the law. But God has a better way for his Spirit-born people, and that better way is walking by the Spirit. The New Testament commands it. Don't be drunk with wine, Paul wrote to the Ephesians, but be filled with the Spirit. And he said, If you walk by the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If God expected us as Christians to live by the law, he would have saved us by that law. But he didn't, because the law could not save There was no law given that could have given life. Otherwise, righteousness would have come that way. God sent his Son, not to put us under the law, but as it is written in Galatians 4.4, God sent forth his Son to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. The law in Paul's illustration in Galatians 4 does not bring adoption. It explains that the only way we become sons is through faith. And then, God makes us his sons and makes us his heirs. Now, there are many people who look at verse 4 and they read, You are severed from Christ, or I believe the King James says, You have been cut off from Christ. And they say, See? You lose your salvation. Keep in mind now, this chapter is not talking about salvation. When Paul writes, you are cut off from Christ, he's talking about the liberty from which they have been cut off. You are cut off from the freedom and the liberty and the joy and peace and happiness that comes by believing in him if you go back to the law. The reason men turn back to the law is to be justified by the law. That's what that verse says. Why else would people want to go back under the law except for justification? But justification according to the Bible comes through faith, both in the Old and the New Testaments. Churches differ about what one needs to do in order to get eternal life. What did Jesus say? In John chapter 3, when he talked about the serpent's story in the wilderness, he said, "...so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish." but have eternal life. This and many other promises are explained in our new booklet entitled Heaven's Password. It's free. Write for your copy today. Until next week, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916 Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.